Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. Everyone wiggles in here. <laughs> I'm Chris, and uh, I was swimming through the waves for what must have been days. I'm Connor, uh, addict by day and even bigger addict at night. <laughs> and I'm Tepper. This week, we'll be watching Legend, directed by Ridley Scott, released in 1985. For years, it was falsely rumored that this film was the source of inspiration for Shigeru Miyamoto's The Legend of Zelda games. Whoa. That's... Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, Chris and Connor brought this movie to us this week. Why? So, I'd like to tell you all a little story about... Um... My uh, when I was growing up, my mother, uh, she's a uh, like pastry chef, and she made wedding cakes. And her best friend was a woman who owned like a big fancy property where you would go have your wedding. And she was also like a film filmographer. She did she filmed your wedding for you. It was part of the deal. So she was really into like video stuff at the time. And in 1988, she told my mother. Uh, when my mother said, I think we're going to buy one of these VHS machines. She said, VHS is garbage. What you want is Betamax. <laughs> uh, so we had a Betamax. <laughs> she was correct, though. Well, it was better quality, Betamax was. It was more expensive, though, so VHS eventually took over. But it, it, it was much higher quality um, and crisper and cleaner. Um, so anyway, we had two Betamax uh, uh, cassettes that I remember. One was Ridley Scott's Legend, 1985. And the other was a series of uh, uh, racist World War II Looney Tunes um, cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whenever I fired up the Betamax when I was a kid, I would watch one or the other. And uh, it's very, very formative, both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, when uh, Chris initially suggested we watch this movie, I did not remember what this movie was. And then I was like, I need to look at like screenshots of this movie. And then I saw like one screenshot and I was awash with so much memory. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, This is, I watched this movie a lot, but it has a very unmemorable title. So I can never remember what this movie is called ever that will never change nice uh does anyone else have a personal connection to this film personally i i've never heard of it same here no idea perfect the ideal situation all right um yeah, there's a whole bunch of posters. So, uh, what um, what order do people want me to show these in? There's, I mean, there's three. There, there's three good ones that are all varied, and then there's a real bad one. We have to do the bad one last. That's what I was figuring. All right, uh, I've got an order. We'll do, uh, do this order actually. This order. There we go. We'll save the one that has like theoretical plot relevant text on it for third. To 
make it as vague as possible as we go through. All right. So we're now showing Tepper the myriad of posters one at a time. Please describe them and tell us what you think the movie's about. <laughs> I like the guy in the background. <laughs> Just leering. Okay, let's make this bigger. Oh man, that's a devil. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> In the, like, back background, there's just, like, the night sky, stars all over the place. Uh, and then there's just, like, a poster-sized devil, uh, hooves and all, uh, just, like, chilling there with his arm outstretched, and then there's this, like, white mist coming from his um, right hand showing who I assume is the protagonist and maybe like the love interest or something. And also a unicorn, maybe even the last unicorn. Uh, yeah. And then at the bottom it says a Ridley Scott film legend. This is a nice poster. I like this poster. Yeah. Mm. It's very nice. So what's the movie about? Uh, legendary stuff. It's about, it's about it's about this it's about this devil trying to hold on to the loves of his life, but as they slip through his fingers. Uh, it's probably like it's probably about a legend, and maybe that guy is the <laughs> the person who is fated to fulfill the legend, and We're the devil's like trying to stop him. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm feeling very adventurous. Um, yeah, I don't know. Poster doesn't really give much detail. Uh, actually, we will do this poster a second because it shares many themes. Though it does feature some text. This is the one I'm familiar with. <laughs> this is a good one too. Um, yeah. So the same same devil, uh, very different angle this time. He's like looking down into his right at a bubble that he's holding in his hands that has the two characters from the first poster in it, looking at each other within kiss range. Um, <laughs> the it's got, this one actually has some like text to it, which is no good without evil, no love without hate, no innocence without lust. I am darkness legend. Once again, really good poster. You're, you're talking awful tough for someone in kissing range. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of that in like D and D terms. Like yeah, kiss, kiss, kiss yeah, kiss range. <laughs> That's actually what I was just about to say. I was like, can I make a kiss attack? Probably, probably zero feet under normal rules. Gotta be occupying their square. But yeah, their 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 noses are like really close to touching. Hmm. All right, poster number three. Oh, hello, poster number three. Damn, I've is never only... seen this one before. No, me this neither. This is dope. It's like a weird face flesh tree. <laughs> Jesus, I'm actually zooming in on this one. I want. Holy shit. I don't know where to begin describing this. Tom Cruise is in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
the third the third poster with Tom Cruise's name in it. Yeah, I wasn't looking at that though. Tim Curry. Oh wow, you got yeah. you got it. It's like a flesh tree of everybody's face. It's like yeah. it, it's like a Star Wars poster, but if everybody was a flesh tree. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, it is very much the like it is like one of those standard like fantasy uh, posters. Like I think I think at least one of the um, uh, never ending story movies had this kind of thing where it's just it's mm. just you know you stack a bunch of heads, but this one decided. There is one color, and it is red. Yeah. It well and orange. Don't forget the orange. Same color. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it works real well. Yeah. It's a cool looking poster. Okay, let's and see then, the ugly one. Are yeah, you ready? Are you ready for Legend uh, 2000s straight to DVD? Oh no! <laughs> it's so bad. Oof! That's horrible. It looks it looks like the like Sam Raimi Hercules and Xena shows. Yeah. I, say, I think I made this in my high school uh, like digital media class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Graphic design is my passion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a bunch of photoshopped out. Uh, presumably shots from the movie of just a whole bunch of characters and they're just slapped on there. Not It's like promo shots. I don't even think these are stills from the movie, but yeah, it's very uh, incoherent. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Especially the, the devil looks awful. Like I saw, so like I saw the first one and then the second one and then like the third one in Google and then I saw this and I'm like, okay, well we have to just show all of these. Like, <laughs> like those first three are all great and could be completely different movies. Well, relatively. And then there's this. It's just like, yeah. Very 2000 straight to DVD. Or even like yeah. this, this was probably like when it got released on DVD like years and years later or something. I don't know who made this decision. Damn, that's a bad poster. Yep. I think it's still better than the Prestige one. <laughs> but, like, that's not by much. Alright. And we've established the movie is about legend. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the main character legend. just... <laughs> no, the main character's name is literally just Legend. <laughs> That'd be great. That's a power move from the <laughs> Yeah, come over here, Legend. I mean, if it's the inspiration for The Legend of Zelda, then presumably the girl is named Legend. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, pr- pr- presumably the kid is like destined to be some kind of hero, and the devil lad is trying to kill him. Many such cases. I'm I'm kind of tickled by how little you're <laughs> like. I think it's a story. I believe there is a hero and a villain. I don't know. Like, do you want me to say it looks like generic fantasy? Like, it looks like a fantasy movie. It's like, yeah, I've seen this shit before, like a million billion times. It's nothing special. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's not a lot to go on. It is very. All you get here is very much just normal fantasy things. That's yeah. Right. 
Like, <laughs> some of my guesses are going to be normal fantasy shit. Pretty typical. Presumably Tim Curry voices the devil, and that's that. Yeah, rad. Yeah, that, that seems cool. But yeah, like, there's nothing really stand out about any thing, especially on that last poster. That one sucked. I'm I'm team poster number two. Yeah, I mean that that's your classic poster you were saying. So. Yeah, I think I'd say poster number two is the best one too. I like the text on that one is uh, cool. Poster two is the best post like movie poster. Like one or three are probably like cooler art pieces. Personally. Yeah, I'd love like a print of three like in my house yeah yeah both both one and three would like really nice just like put them up on your wall the lighting on one is so good yeah a lot of care just like number four all that lighting work they did (laughs) on all these disparate photoshops all right see you after the film All I wish is for you to sit and talk with me. Sit. And we're back. So, what did everyone think? That was pretty good. I like that. I love this movie. It's so fun. It's so pretty. Those prosthetics are fucking amazing. It's so beautiful. It doesn't... Like, Ridley Scott is just so good at making... Uh, impossible to look away from like holy shit gorgeous especially darkness's castle when she's like the the ballet scene with the creepy no face that becomes her thing oh my god yeah yeah i don't i don't even want to think about how long like 90 percent of this cast was in makeup every fucking day (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sure especially tim curry was uh yeah, a lot. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't want to like show him in earlier scenes. <laughs> Just you know, get him in the full garb um, extra times. Crazy. According to this, it took Tim Curry five and a half hours to get his makeup done, and Jesus he had to Christ. wear it for sixty days of filming. Um, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he had to take an hour-long bath at the end of the day in order to liquefy all the spirit gum so he could actually get it fucking off. Oh, my God. He rocks it, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, at one point, he became claustrophobic and got too impatient and tried to take off his makeup too quickly and Ooh. tore his skin. <gasps> Ooh. Which might be actually why we don't see him in the beginning, because they had to shoot around. Oh my god. The fact they couldn't put him in makeup. Every sentence of background on this movie is amazing when you read about it. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, Cruz did all his own diving and swimming in waters that, according to Scott, had real alligators 25 feet from <laughs> <or something. laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> the fuck, Ridley Scott? <laughs> Man, that, that's one thing you can really say about, like, Tom Cruise is that man does like basically all his own stunts. Oh, on average, uh, the most actors only took three and a half hours in makeup. 
It only. was just Tim Curry that got five and a half because he's special. Oh. Only three. And a half. There was a lot going on there. I'm sure the hag lady had a similar. I mean, she was only in for a minute, but I'm sure she had a similar amount of. Yeah. Probably. Well, the prosthetics like had to be placed on really well because they moved with their faces, which is very yes. difficult to do unless you spend literally hours painstakingly attaching this to their skin We're... so their skin thinks it's still their skin. Did did Tim Curry get jacked for this movie? Because like he's crazy muscular. He has a muscles? prosthetic chest piece. Okay, 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 okay. His whole body is like, but he, even his forearms are like beefy in this. Yeah, I mean, he kind of has beefy forearms, just as a man. Um, also, the initial design of the horns placed a strain on Tim Curry's neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to reduce the weight of the horns. Damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're gigantic and like not. <laughs> they're three feet long each. Holy fuck. Not suited for a human neck, even with a support system. They're completely hollow fiberglass. They should have put more weight in the chin to like counterbalance it. <laughs> God, I, I'm having chin. so much fun reading about all of this like prosthetic. Well, I mean, like the sets, the like designs, like a lot of that, all basically all that stuff is immaculate in this movie. I mean, like, Lily made the wrong so choice. Good. Tom Cruise looks damn good, but that like look what you get when you when you if you if you stick with Tim Curry, you get never ending darkness. Um, no wonder the prosthetics are so fucking good. They got Rob Botton to do it, the person who did the thing. Yeah. Oh goddamn. This was like immediately after the thing he did this. Damn. The thing also just a what an amazing movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this 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 film is just like a genius contracting several other geniuses and also it's cast perfectly. Like yeah. absolutely perfect. Like Tom Cruise at whatever age Tom Cruise is in this, just cherubic and like gorgeous. Mia Sarah looks like she's from another planet. Uh, this is her she... theatrical debut. This was? Yeah. She oh, was no. in an episode of I had it here. Uh All My Children. Do you do you recognize her, Tepper? No idea who she is. She is the uh, Ferris's girlfriend in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, which is her next movie in 1986. Wow! And uh, holy shit, to do this and then go to that Blix, who is the goblin that liked to drop fat bars. um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, is Alice Playten who was the secretary that bones the robot in heavy metal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. The connections. This is insane. Yeah. uh, uh, Speaking of the casting, the, the, um, I'm I'm bad with names, but the like kid actor who does the riddle contest with, uh, um, Gump of the forest. (laughs) Yeah. Gump Gump of the forest gumps. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he's great. Uh, he was also voiced by Alice Playton. Oh. Oh. Which is, like, a wild thing to do in a live action is, like, overdub someone. Yeah, I... Probably a lot of that. Yeah, that very well done. 
but uh, the actor for Gump was had too German of an accent. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a German kid. Oh, there was another yes. one that's oh, holy shit! Okay, Meg Mucklebones, who's the hag, is Robert Picardo, the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <sighs> This movie's wild, guys. I love this yeah. movie. Also, shout out to the soundtrack. Oh my god. So Especially we the weird Tangerine Dream. Yes. Let's we, go. We got the weird, like semi-American, semi-European version. So it's a mix between um oh fuck, who did the music? Uh Jerry Goldsmith of Star Trek uh and uh fame. Uh he did all the instrumental stuff. And then every time it was like weird German synthesizer stuff, it was Tangerine Dream. Damn. Yeah. Cause the track when after like winter comes down, when the oh, yeah. goblins are going toward the house, I was just like, this is, this is weird, but like in a good way. I like this really, really caught me off guard. The uh, minion bad guy squad was good. Like the, uh, the goblins and everything. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Kind of a shifting number of goblins. Sometimes there was three. Sometimes there was more. <laughs> Make a mountain of trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was. <laughs> there was. Yeah, it was so weird. There was three goblins, one of which wasn't a goblin, and then later there was more. Why not turn everything to garbage? <laughs> <laughs> that guy was great. <laughs> Solid play. What a fucking vibe. <laughs> and then, like, even, like, when you, like, the one steals the, like, unicorn horn and, like, it's like, what, can't I take a joke? I was joking. Gets tossed down a hole. That's one hell of a way to use an undead, though. Just be like, yeah, pick that guy up and fall to your death. Yeah. Art. So are we to believe that goblins are like fae that have been like darkness corrupted? Is that what we're supposed to get from that guy? Maybe he is like partially transformed. I like he was just like he's like, yeah, I got bored of the forest, wanted to see some sights, fell in with it with a rough crowd. <laughs> Did some drugs. Got this chicken hand. Gonna gonna get baked into a pie later. <laughs> yeah, that was so my prediction was correct. <laughs> Your uh, incredibly vague prediction. That was right on. Your prediction was there's going to be a hero and a villain. And then luckily at some point in the movie, somebody said we need a hero like in a story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can hate all you, you didn't want. even bring up the unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> I got the, the bit about the legend being right, and that's so it matters. Also, this movie had two unicorns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then one died, and there was only the last unicorn. And then, Crossover. And then, and then it came back to life at the end. Or, yep. they, found, or they found another one lying around. One, one of those two. I think they just had to give it back its horn. I think that was the whole thing. Yeah, probably. So, uh, Lily's an awful person. Yes, she did is. He get, I, did he get yes. the horn back? He threw it into into Tim Curry 
and he then like cut stabbed Tim him. Curry. Tim Curry had it in his hand, and he cut off Tim Curry's hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, it dropped to the ground, and cool. Tim um, Curry fell into the void of nothingness. But I, I, I do think Tepper is right. Lily is a terrible person. This is this is basically just a Garden of Eden retelling. Oh, excuse me. Um, basically just a Garden of Eden retelling. And I'm pretty sure when he says like at the start when he's like, well, uh, "How do I find the unicorn?" He's like, "Innocence, innocence." Like he's not talking about Lily. He's talking about uh, Jack. Yeah. Like like the first thing we see Lily do is like be vindictive and like. <laughs> ruins this <laughs> yeah. poor peasant's woman life and the peasant woman is like don't you have princess stuff to do and she's like oh you <laughs> well according according to the disembodied voice makeup artist uh clearly she she is pure of heart that's why he, that's why he has the hoss for her nothing yeah, could be more pure of heart than wanting to touch a unicorn and thinking you're entitled to it because you're a princess Yes. Or like be, being like the person who gets this ring will be my, and then throw it off a cliff and then be like, oh, yeah. the person who's in love with me jumped off the cliff to yeah. get it? The simple forest oh, man that I've been like brainwashing did, does what I say? What? Also, and she's just like, just like, it's like, sure, I'm a princess, but look, look at, look at how these uh, peasants live. This is magical. It's just like, it's like, man, they, they must love you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, she, she, she just she sucks. Should, she should have been. She should have embraced the darkness within and sat in the undulating chair, or whatever exactly was going on there. Yeah, I don't know if Ridley Scott intended this for children or to terrify children because it's very <laughs> like, uncomfortable and sexual. That whole, well, it's a seduction. That whole deal with her, like, very sexy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all it's very funny how quickly uh, Tim Curry's plan goes from I want to I want the sun to never rise again to be me horny. Yeah, I need a GF. (laughs) What no GF does to a a demon. (laughs) This movie is a warning against simping. Yeah, (laughs) really. Like he would have won. Like if you just kill the unicorn, he won. Oh, everything in this movie that goes wrong happens because someone simped. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. Tom Cruise yeah, and yeah. Tim Curry. For both of them. Yep. Nailed it, Connor. Good work. Demons going their own way. He's totally... Tom Cruise, though, is like... Or Jack is, is totally immune to the um, fairy, though. <laughs> like that scene where she's like, I'll, I could be anyone you want. I could do whatever you want. He's like, yeah, <gasps> oh, yeah. cool, whatever. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm here to get some quest items, and uh, no one's talking to you. You're literally talking to yourself. I just really like the "I'm warm and alive." <laughs> it's like uh... the thing that warm and alive people say. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, for real though, I don't. I don't care what anyone says. This is absolutely uh, Legend of Zelda, the movie. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of stuff in here where I'm like, yeah, the you could say like this was a Legend of Zelda movie and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'd believe you. They do a puzzle at the end. Yeah, they do. But, they sure do do a mirror puzzle by moving blocks around. Basically, I liked all the uh, like fey creatures uh, that they had hanging out. That was really fun. Um, the like, oh man. A unicorn horns got stolen. Uh, here's a riddle. Let's have a drink, and then we'll come up with a plan. 
Yeah, Gump doesn't like you answering riddles properly. He was, uh... He really wanted to kill Jack. He really... Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was out for blood. To be fair, kind of serious what happened. But then Jack solved the riddle, so, you know, all is forgiven. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just now like, we're bros. It's, yeah, you know, it's normal normal fey laws. It's just like, you did an irre- uh, irreprincible evil, but you did it for pure love, so you're allowed to answer a riddle. And if you don't, I stab you. Just normal fey things. Weren't supposed to get the riddle right. Basically cheating. So that was a 15-year-old. That was a 14-year-old boy when he was filming this. Mm. Uh, Gump. Gump was. And, like, nailed it. Like, really... uh, It might be a combination of the voiceover dub, but, like, really seemed like a, you know, ancient forest spirit. Like, seemed older than Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise is, like, 10 years older than him. Yeah, absolutely like masterful job like the as we said earlier like the casting in this movie is like perfect i i loved like gump's introduction sequence just like the way he moved around in a like somewhat unnerving way yeah Uh, and his like little uh hype squad that he kept telling to shut up yeah (laughs) it's like i'm gonna ask the human a riddle everyone's like i know the answer to the riddle (laughs) (laughs) guys we're not asking you uh brown tom's a badass blocking many arrows with a frying pan yeah he was amazing i i love the way they portray the fae in this movie yeah they did uh to to draw like watching this movie i was like not just because of the unicorns but i was thinking of like the last unicorn, mm-hmm. especially in the way that they portrayed all like like the forest and the fake creatures and everything, like the the weirdness of the supernatural and fairy tales, and like the scope of this adventure, really was like I was like yeah no this is this this is sick I like this last unicorn too because there's two unicorns yeah or it's the prequel because it's when there's still two unicorns um. <sighs> Who was the father? What was that about? That kind of threw me. I completely forgot about yeah. that part. He was like, he keeps talking to his father. He's like, wait, you're the Lord. You're the devil. Who's your father? Uh, the Daddy. Telling him how to how to pick up chicks. Yeah. Getting dating advice from a disembodied voice. That is your dad. Did it say his name in the movie? Uh, Tim Curry's character? Darkness. Okay. Oh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, like, it it is darkness. (laughs) Right. I think when he, like, showed up when the goblins were playing around with the unicorn horn, someone just called him Big D or something. Yes. Pretty close to that. Yes, yes, someone did call him Big D. Which, I mean, it's a good name. I'd, I'd follow a dark leader with that name. Uh oh, it's one of these movies that's too good, there's nothing to say. Oh no! Yeah, it kind of is like where I'm just thinking, like, yeah, soundtrack was great. Yeah, casting was great. Yeah, villain was great. Uh, Lily sucks. Um, that was some something that reminded I remembered. Um, the scene with the with the like dancing dress is a very cool way to like uh, depict 
like your corruption fetish corrupt yeah corruption <laughs> mind control attempts what have you yeah that was probably one of the most interesting i've seen yeah kind of the whole time that was going on i was like when was like why i think i said this a couple times like why aren't movies allowed to be this weird anymore that was like there's a ballet scene there's an extended like three minute ballet dance (laughs) that that does drive the plot forward and and it's very obvious what's happening it's not like it's some esoteric uh you know hard to understand thing yeah yeah it's really really well done and then like when they just like merge into one dark queen it's like like, yeah get it yes and then she's looking at the reflection of her dark self and he comes out of the mirror she's looking in just god damn this this movie knows what it's doing yeah that was actually the first hand coming out that cg looked very good the second hand looked not as good and it's like oh but all the practical effects make up i i can forgive it for 85 yeah yeah, yeah, considering yeah, yeah, yeah. how old this movie is, looks yeah, like, really good. Like I said, the first the first arm actually looked quite good. There was something le- less good about the second one, but it was still very minor. And yeah, with it being eighty five and all, how crazy the practical effects are. I I actually like I because I knew that they had sent uh I don't know what the like Pixie's name was or whatever. Una. Right, Una. They, I knew they had sent her like to like fix the mirrors or whatever, but like I lost track of that in my mind. So when it just kept showing like this ball of light flying past the mirrors, I'm like, like that's not like their concept of sunlight, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like here comes the sunlight to to fuck up darkness's day. But it she had to go tell Screwball to to be awake, yeah, wake the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, it's not napping time. We're fighting the devil. <laughs> also, like it's been minutes, screwball. <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> that was a tiring climb. Okay, <laughs> he volunteered for it. He didn't do anything else for the rest of the movie either. Oh. It's your one time to shine, screwball. Oh, I do like. It's just like we need to split up to, so we can find the unicorn. Uh, I'll take the other competent person. You two go together. That was very funny. Where. <laughs> brown brown top or whatever is trying to get paired up it was like it was like when you're choosing uh like um groups for class projects yeah yeah it's just like i'll go with it's like i'll go with jack it's just like no we should split up okay i'll go with jack it's like no (laughs) you're going with the other comic relief the two badasses have have a plan Every single, like, every single sentence I read about the making of this movie is just mind-blowing. Johnny Depp, Jim Carrey, and Robert Downey Jr. were considered for the role of Jack. I am so glad none of them got it. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine the Jim Carrey version of this movie? Oh, God. So as there are three different cuts of this movie, there are actually also three different endings to this movie. Oh, um, really? we saw we saw the European version, which is just uh, Jack and Lily running off into the sunset. All right. Uh, in okay. the American version, uh, they run off into the sunset together, uh, and darkness watches them from the void, laughing. <laughs> okay. Uh, huh. right. So he's not dead in the okay. American version. All right. Um, in the director's cut, 
Uh, Lily wakes up and Jack tries to convince her she was just dreaming, but she is unconvinced. Uh, They confess their love to each other. uh, And Lily's like, but I just want to be in a platonic relationship because we live two entirely different lives. And Jack accepts this. (laughs) She returns home to be a princess. And Jack happily runs off into the sunset going his own fucking way. Are Holy you shit. the big town cut? Are you serious? <laughs> I killed the devil for you. What, what, what am I supposed to do, Lily? I saved you from the devil and the world, too. Look, she reali- she realized she loved Jack, but wasn't in love with Jack, and that there other suitors exist, such as darkness. You know, you gotta keep your options open. Wow, that's nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> I like that that's the version Tom Cruise wants you to watch. It's, like, almost impossible <laughs> to find, too. Um, there are so few versions of the director's cut. Also in the director's cut, um, Jack is not um, this uh, portrayed as like a pure being like he is in the other two versions. He is depicted as flawed, which okay. was kind of one of the main motifs of the original thing, which is like humans are inherently flawed um, and like they're going to succumb to bad. Uh, but hopefully they end up in the direction of good, I guess. But they cut out all the parts of uh, him not being absolutely perfect. That's not true. There was the there was the scene where he didn't teach her rabbit and instead let uh, showed her unicorns. True. <laughs> hey, don't don't touch the unicorn. Hey, don't don't go out there. Hey, don't don't do that. And then after she does it, it's like. Don't worry, Jack. I'll just sing for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. I love that. It's like, girl, you cannot unsing this situation. I mean, like, in in her small, mild defense, he didn't say mortal. He never said mortals are not allowed to touch unicorns until after she had done it. Yeah, that that is true. In her small he, defense, he did say like, "I'm going to go. We can see the unicorn." Like there was some like her going under oh, the velvet rope. Sure. Going on. I also like it's just like it's just like you can't touch immortals can't touch unicorns. It's just like it's like says who? It's just like it's an implied rule or whatever the heck he said. Just it's like, it's no it's a natural or law or so. yeah it's yeah, no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's what it was <laughs> it just didn't occur to him i also love this uh very obvious trivia of the sounds of the unicorns uh is actually a recording of humpback whales it's like it, it sure is yep yes. <laughs> we're aware sure was whales imagine if horses just sounded like whales oh man <laughs> That'd be. Mm. <laughs> so they can echolocate all that grass. <laughs> ah, it appears to be down today. <laughs> and then whales make horse noises. Oh, that's the end of the core would be very different. Man alive. Uh, apparently, uh, Tom Cruise did not do the jumping off the the uh, cliff after the ring. 
but huh. the, mostly because they had a stunt man who was smaller to make the cliff look t- taller. Oh. But we watched that clip so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we we did unfortunately. Yeah. Our, uh, man, our, there is a couple scenes. Was, yeah chunking up for for those of you uh listening at home uh we were doing it on watch together which will uh continuously replay the same clip over and over again if someone's stuck buffering yeah uh so three of us just kept watching tom cruise jump off a cliff (laughs) like 30 times (laughs) and then and then as a nice bonus we got to watch uh, we got to watch uh, Lily just scream at the river like ten times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no words. Uh, my she favorite was screams. the like. How does a what? Like like how does a? Oh, but yeah. it kept cutting off over and over again. I was like, how does a what? Tell me. I yeah, need to know. Gump just shows up and knows Jack's name. It's like, how do you know my name? It's like, how does a? How does a? How does a? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a. We had a unique viewing experience. Possibly, uh, we possibly reached. Well, actually, we almost certainly reached the director's cut in length. So, we probably just watched the director's cut. Really, right? That is the director's cut. That seems like Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his vision of the forcing the audience to watch a cliff jump like thirty yeah. times. Ten hours, Tom Cruise jumping into to chill and study too. My goodness. Man, Ridley Scott's a friggin' genius. Like uh, that dude, that dude knows how to knows how to make make a movie that I'm going to love. Yeah, cause he did. Did he do the original Alien? Hell yes. Yeah, so he did original Alien, he did Gladiator, right? Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, fucking Kingdom of Heaven. Um what else? Uh, Matchstick Man. That's a good movie. Goddamn Blade Runner. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. I never watched he's, the original Blade Runner. He's making a uh, a Napoleon movie for uh, Apple TV. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The first three you mentioned was mostly what I knew him for. Uh, although uh, I never I've never watched Gladiator. I've seen Whoa. parts of it, but I never watched it. Um, but, uh, Alien was, like, one of the first horror movies I watched. So, um, but yeah, like, for him to be doing, like, with Legend, because I never really heard it mentioned alongside his name, I was like, I don't know how good this is actually gonna be, but it's like, no, this is sick. This is really, really good. Yeah, somehow this movie is poorly critically acclaimed. It lost money. It cost $24 million and made twenty three. Yeah, critic critics don't like it for some reason. It's weird. They're wrong. Critics don't like fantasy, and they especially yeah. don't like um good movies. Well, no, uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> of the word like genuine fantasy. Like, like yeah, critics I mean, love stuff like Game of Thrones. Like, they want stuff yes. of like that's a twist on chivalry and fairy tales, like the dark and the gritty. Whereas something that is just like a, a, a very well done fairy tale type story with like clear good guys and clear bad guys, like doesn't doesn't play well to their sensibilities. Well, it's also very artistic, especially this one. Yeah, and, and I'd say um, Last Unicorn as well. 
Like they're almost yeah. art films. They're very like they're, they're going to pace themselves the, however they want. Um, the visuals are just like uh, kind of everything that's going on. You're supposed to just kind of be consumed by it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this kind of stuff, and especially when this was made, like now we're living in an era where like, yeah, fantasy is cool and dope to like, but then it was not nearly as uh, well-respected as far well, as I'm aware. Uh, compare this personally to the never ending story. Oh, wow. Like just everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. Which one, which one do you like more? This one by far. This one? Yeah. It's, this holds up. Like I, I loved both as a kid, but this, this, this holds up much better. So the never ending story came out in 1984, the year before this, and is infinitely better received critically, which huh. is very interesting. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It has a, like it, it just has an 81 across the board on Rotten Tomatoes, whereas this has a 40 from critics and a 70 from audiences. Which is just wild. Like, yeah, like they're very similar, but like the never, the never ending story is just not very good compared to this. <laughs> Interesting. They're afraid of a movie that refuses to put anyone in a pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why this is definitely a Legend of Zelda movie because OG Link did not wear pants. It's true. And that was the best version of Link. Fight me. <laughs> Get my link out of fucking pants. He doesn't need them. I mean, Ger- Gerudo disguise link in Breath of the Wild is pretty good. Those are more like panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, Connor, what's the what's the best fit from the film? What's the what's the outfit? Oh, the best outfit. Yeah. Bridesmaid. The bride dress. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. evil, yeah, bride of darkness. Pretty. Hard I to I want to own that dress to just like attend work meetings in. <laughs> <laughs> Collar and all. Who wore it better, Lily or uh, Komodo? Oh, Komodo. Oh. <laughs> oh wow, this is a very similar story to. Oh wow! Oh no. <laughs> I mean, this one isn't an isekai, but yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the maybe uh, the eighties and nineties they just liked isekais. That's why they like the Neverending Story. Well, that's not even real. Sort of is. That one's a weird one. Yeah, it's like a hybrid. Yeah. Apparently, the working title was Legend of Darkness. Yeah, I saw that. I'm glad they didn't go with that. I think Legend is, even though it's bad for discoverability, is still like a way better title. Darkness yeah, stands at seven it. foot three. What, sorry? <laughs> Darkness stands at seven foot three. They had Tim Curry wear 18 inch frame lifts. Damn. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I'm going to share the cover of the soundtrack album and put this forward. This is also a very good outfit. Oh, that is strong. Is that not very, very strong? That's also a meeting outfit. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that as my favorite fit. It's like a ridiculous it's giant good. cape. And like he's wearing like the uh, if you're the devil equivalent of like trip pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this movie is honestly just like I didn't expect it to be this good, to be honest. I, I, I was expecting like a seven out of ten. Very good. Had a good time, and there's still so little to say. Yeah, I mean, some you can only say like it's a good movie so many times before you're just running in circles. I could probably say it another eight or nine times. Um, <laughs> do, uh, but we, uh, I can't remember anyone's lines from this movie. I don't know how to get us to Tepper stops. Uh, furiously thinking also it's actually the other way around um i i just realized because i reread the trivia that was mentioned before um it's not that um this was a film based on the legend of zelda it's that people speculated that the legend of zelda was based on this film yes yes yeah that's what i thought i yeah, oh i just legend like of zelda came, came out a out year later six yeah it it was even if they say it isn't that just this existed in the ether and yeah and and inspired um shigeru miyamoto yes it came it, uh, even if he'd never heard of it or he's seen it <laughs> <laughs> and probably had already been working on the game irrelevant he saw tim curry's abs and knew no. what must be done it was yeah. like spontaneous discovery yes yeah. exactly yeah 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 co-generation or whatever mm-hmm. well and especially like this i i feel like this has a lot this feels very influential to like orcarina of time mm. more than like original necessarily like it obviously has like it has it has your three your your hero your princess and your and your your large monster man which has obviously always, always been a staple but big big red monster man yeah that's where that's where they uh they trick you it's not a green monster man so it's fine but yeah una's very navi mm-hmm. and then like just yeah just don't wear pants all you need is a tunic a sword and a shield and possibly musical instruments and you can save the world except like he ditches the shield immediately and then immediately after that ditches the sword the shield yes. was important for beguiling the witch woman. Cool. <laughs> that was fun. I really like it's just like, look how hot you are in this shield. It's like, all right, I'll take this shield. It's like, ha just as I planned, stab you. <laughs> also, like, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to weapons. And then he's just like, well, it's like, well, I have this bow and arrow now. Time to just nail darkness right in the neck. He figured it out, man. Um, Gump wanted really bad to shoot Lily. <laughs> to I be mean, fair, he's not wrong. I was cheering him on. I was like, yeah, kill her. Kill her. End her life. I was I was cheering on Lily to, to kill the last unicorn. <laughs> Different cut of this movie where she kills the last unicorn and then gets shot and dies. She just managed to like mess up at literally everything. Don't she- simp sort of redeems herself at the end 
Yeah, like like a little bit. But it's like she's like very petulant the whole way through, even at the end when she's like, you know, it's it's there's very little heroics from Lily. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like she was trying to help most of the way through once she realized what she had done, and like she mostly suffers from the like like uh, princess uh, in distress. Except she is still trying to do things, but can't because then she wouldn't be a princess in distress. But but do you think that was motivated from her like actually growing as a person, or being afraid that she was going to get blamed for ending the world? Six oh one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of B. <laughs> I mean, she was pretty into the dress when she's just like, "Oh, this evil dress is seducing me." She was all in. As soon as uh, seven, eight eight foot Tim Curry showed up, she was suddenly less into it. I would prefer to stand. <laughs> that bit was kind of funny, actually. He gets so bent out of shape. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, not really explained, but it seemed like that chair was the final piece in corrupting her. I guess. Oh. It definitely just like the the seat just like pulsated on its own. That's very sexual. That's what I was talking about. Like that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, presumably that chair is just full of tentacles. But yeah. Anyway, uh, ev- everyone made the wrong choice, and it what worked to, out. Every, it, so the consensus from you guys is they should have <laughs> kept the world in eternal darkness, killed the other unicorn, and just like stuck with their new cool clothes. Yeah. yeah, fashion is everything. Like, no, that's what that's 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 Lily's truth. That's what she should have done. Jack should have probably killed Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree with Spe- that. Especially if the especially if the director's cut is them just agreeing that so or quote unquote agreeing that Lily should just not marry Jack, even though she literally <laughs> promised to. I can't get over that. Oh, thanks for saving the world. You're such a nice guy. <laughs> You're like You're my like little brother. brother. Yeah, or a friend. Thanks for saving the world and me and retrieving this ring that I said if anyone who would do that, I would marry. Well, we're just from two different worlds, you know? To be honest, though, Jack dodged a bullet. <laughs> Like this is one of those cases where actually like no don't again, don't don't marry that hoe like again run. Lily totally deserved darkness darkness deserved Lily and Jack being the hero probably should have shot Lily but I also would have taken just darkness and Lily winning or Pox winning that would have been good too just turn everything into garbage yeah <laughs> that's that was <laughs> the other alternative I was thinking world into garbage. <laughs> The voice acting for uh, the voice for him was so good. Just imagine like that ending though. It's just like it's just like it touches wand. It's just like everything garbage. It's like well, the last unicorn also turned into garbage, so you've won. <laughs> it's like oh, brilliant. Just as I didn't plan, because I feel like everything being garbage is a very short term plan. But boy, if he doesn't have the gumption. <laughs> She's a female unicorn. She's powerless. She only has the power of creation. It's just, she's a female. 
Yeah. <laughs> which is even better. A very good out of context quote. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's good good enough. We we talked about how cool this is. Oh, father, how do I get to Tepper's tops? <laughs> Don't simp. <laughs> uh, sed- oh, father, seduce him. Simp. Mind control him. <laughs> Fill him with darkness. Something like that. Man, fucking beneath the skin, we are already one. Calm down, calm down, darkness. That's a, it's a heavy pickup line. But yeah, let's do this. The Tepper's Tops. Uh, yeah, this movie was, like, pretty legendary. Put it in the number one spot. Whoa! Fuck! Hell yeah! Redemption. God, I'm all over the top! Truly, it is The Last Unicorn 2. Yeah, when we were watching that movie, I was like, oh, I want y'all to look at the top fucking four. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, watching this movie, I was just like, like partway through, I'm like, this is just the last unicorn again. Like, this is really <laughs> going on spot. Fuck. <laughs> like, this is everything that I liked about the last unicorn. Except this wow. time it's unanimous, because I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, like this, this is just great movie. Um,. It kind of removes some of the like the weirder stuff that Last Unicorn had, but the the, the stuff that like yeah, like there's some scenes in Last Unicorn where I was like, eh, eh. Um, that's whatever. After Last Unicorn, you said this is the perfect movie to show to a child. Would you say that about this movie? Um, maybe like a little bit of an older child. Okay. Uh, I would. I hmm, hmm. Actually. Hmm. No, I, th- I think it's about the same. Like, I think I think this movie is like a great adventure, a lot of fun. It's like like I was just thinking, I was like, what kind of content in this movie? But it's like the content in this movie is no worse than yeah, it was in Last Unicorn. It's, it's so. like sexy enough to make you feel weird, but it's not like overt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I'd say like. You want to show this to your kid, do a double feature where you watch both. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you uh, put uh, click repeat on the dive scene at least 30 times. Yeah. <laughs> Director's cut. Really <laughs> yeah. adds to it. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of villain, I think also put in the number one spot. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. I like Tim Curry a lot. His He's voice is so, oh I, so good. I iconic. To him forever. Iconic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was those? Ivan said at the start. At list, listen to Tim Curry talk about darkness forever. Yeah, yeah. Like it's oh, it's it's the so sun so good. Never rise again. <laughs> yes. Uh, what a uh, correct way to open the movie. It's just like here's a nice calm, serene forest, and now here's Tim Curry talking about murdering unicorns. Yeah, it was it was a really good opening, and yeah, I, I just like like the voice, the like just everything about him is just amazing. Really, really great job they did. Yeah, so good. Damn, 
number ones with the bullets. The, the Connor, like at this point, it's not even like a Connor redemption arc. It's just like a, oh, Connor Connor's in again. all four of the top four. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few, quite a number at the bottom, though. Not the direct bottom because the Santa Claus is a horrible movie. The yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. Of the top nine, I'm in seven of them. That's kind of cool. Got the prehysteria wall. But we are both in Cats, which is the second worst film. Yes. <laughs> Although, thank you, Shauna, for taking that bullet of Santa Claus. <laughs> <That's a laughs> <spot. laughs> Shauna's so Santa Claus. I mean, I, I'm just impressed we haven't found something between the Indian in the Cupboard and Cats yet for season two. Because that seems like a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels like that's a pretty, like, Indian Cupboard was kind of boring. Yeah. Where, so I'm surprised we haven't gotten dropped lower than that yet. Because I feel Never. like the the watchability line is, like, above Cats. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we don't have a watchability line in Season 2. Do you want to add one? Do you feel like there's a spot for it right now? Um... We, also, we don't have to. I would say right now we don't have enough to really like make it worth it. And I kind of have to think about it a bit because it's like, was cats worth watching? Like it was, it is a cultural thing. Like it's like watching air bud, like air not a good movie, but it gets referenced all the time. Um, also the illusion, the illusionist was a bad movie i was gonna say i feel like the illusionist is the line right now yeah yeah i'd say like yeah i'd say like the illusionist is the line because it's 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 an awful movie it's not worth watching i just had to bring it because i oh oh yeah 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 no no no, it was alongside the prestige it was correct to do yeah it was a great like choice it's just it's a bad movie yeah i hate that movie so much Yeah, yeah i did not expect that movie to be so bad it's like, what if you came out at the exact same time as a good movie? <laughs> well, and also, like, the more, like, like watching, after watching that movie, I was like, that's a bad movie. And then, like, as the weeks go on, I think, like, I occasionally think about it and I go, like, man, that was a really bad movie. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy crap. I'm curious. I'm curious if we had watched The Illusionist first, like, if it could have soured the prestige an amount just being like it's like not investing in it early enough just because it's like ah it's just fucking magicians again (laughs) it's definitely best we watched it second yeah oh yeah it deserved to be really let us dunk on it i don't feel like the energy the cover deserves to be below the illusionist but i just realized it's there um my thing with it is that it's like a very uneven movie where there's like yeah, some true. bits I like, and then there's like a whole bunch of bits where I'm like, I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas The Illusionist is a very even movie, except <laughs> like three scenes. Yeah, like the end when Paul Jim lives <laughs> in the train platform, being like, I'm I'm free, I'm out of the movie. And when he's fucking with the prince, uh, The Illusionist. That, 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 those were like the two yeah. scenes I liked. I'm still mad at that movie. I'll, I'll always be mad. As when I read that short story, I got even madder. I'm still upset that we didn't get the "I am my own worst enemy" version of that film. I was just thinking, actually, yeah, like it should have just been. They should have been like, all right, it's a 50 minute short because it was at a film festival, anyways. It's like fuck it. It's just like 
condense condense that story into like not uh, not just Edward Norton sitting in a chair for like thirty minutes. Well, and like it's not it's not a good magician. Like it's hardly even a magician movie. <laughs> he does like three tricks and then like sits in a chair. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's, like it's not that that's the part they chose to take from the short story <laughs> yeah Ugh. all right we're we're approaching talking about the illusionist more than we have that legend <laughs> yeah, okay. this episode, so we yeah, probably... yeah. we're only allowed to talk about prehysteria for 30 minutes per other film <laughs> yes <exactly. laughs> yeah oh man okay uh, uh business dads we got it <laughs> Um, I don't think there is one. Don't think so. No. Yeah, Lily, Lily mentions the king exists, and then uh, I guess darkness is, has a dad. Oh yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. Disembodied voice dad gives a dating voice. Yeah, tells him to corrupt Lily, but then doesn't tell him how to not be murdered by the sunlight. Yeah, I think we could skip on the on the business dad. Sounds good. I think I think though now here's the real real part of this. Who do we want to list from this oh movie? Because we got some God. really strong options. Tim, Tim Curry, number one. Yep. Yeah, that's an easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already number yep. one villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to mention him again. <laughs> yeah, if we want to list him. Oops, exactly. <laughs> I like it. it's Tim Curry and the darkness. Yeah, I we did that with uh, the prestige too. Yeah. 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 Prestige is great. I want to list Blunder because I like Blunder. Blunder's got Moxie and I like him. <laughs> Blunder's the that was helmet the helmeted one? one. That's helmet. That's helmet. Oh, that's okay. very good. A uh, uh, gar- uh, garbage pig. That's pox. That's pox. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Turn the world into garbage. Turn the whole world into garbage. Okay, so when I suggested this, and I was like, Connor, you have to be on this. Uh, there's a lot of Connor representation <laughs> in this. What I was thinking of was exactly the line. We should. T- what if we turn the whole world into garbage? <laughs> that that in the goth dress. That in the goth dress. Yeah, I was gonna say. Can we mention goth dress? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a person at one point. It was, yeah, it was animated. Yeah, that is their that is their only acting credit. Credit. Uh, Liz Gilbert. We're going wild with black people dress. in this one. <laughs> it, it, it's earned it. It's really earned it. Like, o- only the best movies get, like, multiple people we want to list. I mean, The Prestige in second has four. <laughs> this one has four. Tesla, this one's got David five. Bowie, Cutter, and Michael Caine. Why is Poirot on this list? <laughs> oh... <laughs> Is Hercule Poirot in the Spice World movie? Yeah, there's like a parody. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh, man, I I had to spell it, and boy, did I not know how to spell it. Yeah, uh, the actor who plays him is the guy who plays House, if I remember correctly. Wow. On the TV show, yeah. Yeah, it's very brief, but it's like (laughs) just... that movie, Spice World, is a insane movie. It is a crazy movie. I like that movie. Yeah, I, I was like, I didn't expect it to be that interesting. <laughs> you expected a documentary? <laughs> no, Heather <laughs> thought it was a documentary. 
<laughs> All right. Anyone else who want to list? Or are we good? I, we've named half. The, there are only like eight <laughs> speaking roles in this film. We've named five people. We listed one that's not a speaking role. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Uh, do you want to list Jack's thighs? Yes. That one where he's waking up, you get this shot of like, you're like, ooh. Jack got all the like lewd camera angles. He did. Well, she got the the V so deep it pushed her ass to sleep though, so. <laughs> yeah. But like every one of those, like, that's a bit of an ass shot right there. That was all Jack. Yeah, it was all boyish, boyish cruise thighs. <sighs> I love this movie. How old is he in the he's twenty three 20... in this. Yeah, he's in low twenties. Yeah, I think it's. I saw uh, it's Mia was Mia's only like seventeen or something. Oh, that was that was my <laughs> that was my trivia about Mia Sarah. So Mia Sarah, that's her stage name. She's from New York, and her real name is Sarah Pociello. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Italianist name. <laughs> That's the kind of name you'd like make up for an Italian. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So she was 16 when production for the movie began. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. I, uh, whoever hyperlinked Dancing Black Dress <laughs> to the IMDb credit for the person who I was in the Dancing Black Dress, congratulations. Good work. I, I just copied it and so it came as a hyperlink and I left it. Wow. Oh, we didn't we didn't talk about Darkness's pog face. He was <laughs> so hyped. He was so hyped. Holy shit. Uh, man, when uh when your bride to be says she wants to stab the last unicorn. <laughs> Just uh... <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, never on the glory. Ooh, this is a tough one. Jack's a reasonable option, but I mean, if it's Lily, then you can kill her. So, or it Lily, it is. Unless it's Dark <laughs> Lily. Well, clearly she'll get she'll have access to the dress. <laughs> Jack flies. Is never in the glory. <laughs> yeah, I just copied it in case the name was Jack. Oh yeah, no, no, I I, I do. It's just really funny seeing that pop up. It's like oh. Well, he's winning that round. Well, yeah, Jack's thighs could beat the Spice Girls. That seems likely. Maybe Lily can join join the Spice Girls. Oh, right, right. It's all girls bracket right now. <laughs> Cat fight. All right, future is female. <laughs> the future is females fighting to the death. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only have equality and <laughs> when women can kill each other too alright uh yeah I mean that was a hell of a time so let's arbitrarily rate it oh I got a better link I found a, a much better link one <laughs> oh, second oh my god dangerous there's also a lot of squatting going on with the Tom Cruise. <laughs> Wait, he does what? a lot of like very deep squats. Very, very, very oh, flexible okay. man. <laughs> is this just is this link just going to show me every thigh shot in the movie? It's a blog <laughs> post. 
<laughs> it's, it's the one where he's just biting his knee. This is this is a blog post that Connor has linked to us from the website captivewildwoman.blogspot.com, and the post is entitled <laughs> "Every Tom Cruise Crotch Shot from Ridley Scott's Legend, 1985." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa McElroy. Doing the Lord's work, Lisa. It's a lot. Oh, we get a few. We get a few shots of of Curry as a bonus. <laughs> Even the romantic kiss at the end. It's just like here's a little bit of leg. Wow, <laughs> it's a knee. That's his knee. Yeah, which is part of the leg. Oh, all right. Yeah, arbitrary ratings. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I would like to rate this movie turning the whole world into garbage. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you took it. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, oh shit. Uh, My turn. Go ahead. Uh, I, I would like to rate this movie. Can Lily please just stay in that goth dress forever? Damn, took mine. Um, I rate this movie... Uh, sorry, I'm like frantically scanning our Discord chat to be like, I, I, I need a crumb of something. I'm just sitting here hoping you don't take my backup. Um, I rate this movie one alive unicorn out of two unicorns. And I rate this movie Tim Curry out of ten. <clears throat> As always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Connor. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8-Bit Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.